is commit, like commit to what your goals are, commit to what your visions are, and then find the right partners, find your right co-founder, find your right resources, because it's very hard to build something alone compared to with a team. Uh, I think the chances of success and the timeline gets much shorter when you have a co-founder and a team that complements the skills that you have. So that's the number one advice I would give to somebody. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight-figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, and we're always here to help. Now, today we have another uh, great guest on the podcast, Ravi Patel. And to give full transparency, Ravi's an awesome client of the firm. And so we've uh, I already know or have a relationship with him. He had some really cool technology, some cool things he's working on. So, hey, you would be a great guest on the podcast. So I invited him to be on and absolutely excited to have him here. So this is a quick introduction to Ravi. So he went to high school and college in India, did a master's at NYU and got an engineering degree. Um, also met his co-founder at NYU and both of them had engineering and business backgrounds. Um, I think they are either when you, and you'll have to remember, either roommates when they met or roommates after they met. Uh, but then mm -hmm. they decided that, you know, they were always kind of bouncing ideas off of each other. What would be a fun idea? What would work in the marketplace? And they kind of landed on Murphy beds for apartments. And so they um, looked at that and there wasn't really any good options out there. And they were all extremely expensive and they didn't work very well. And so as they graduated, um, they, or Ravi went off and worked for a consulting company. And they also decided to um, design and work on doing Murphy beds on their own so went through the several features of what they wanted what would be cool what would be different about the design process design process took a while went through a few different manufacturers to figure out one that could uh, manufacture the complexities of what they wanted um, and that's kind of led to where he's at today so with that much as a uh, brief introduction welcome on the podcast Ravi thank you thank you David it's a pleasure to be here so I gave kind of the quick run through of your of a, a journey that took much longer in time than the 30 seconds that I went through it. So maybe take us back a little bit in time to doing high school and college in India and uh, how your journey got started there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, as you said, grew up back in India, did my high school and college in India where space was not necessarily the problem for, for my growth where I grew up, but, uh, you know, we always had enough parking, enough space, but then after the college, uh, moved to New York City, started attending uh, New York University for my master's, and mm. as you said, that's where my co-founder today and a very good friend met. And uh, it was an instant spark uh, between our personalities. And, you know, we started hanging out a lot together during college. We weren't roommates, but we always visited each other, you know, sp stayed over at each other's place and always, always talking about something that we can do outside of the college and getting a job and the usual route. So we spent many nights talking through what can we do and, uh, unaware of the fact that the problem was right in front of us in our New York City apartment, shoebox now, apartment. Now, one question, I'm going to dive in just because I'm curious. Before we dive into the final solution that you guys landed on, what were some of the crazy ideas or some of the ideas that you guys came up with that you didn't pursue or you didn't, or you didn't end up going after? Yeah, so I mean, as long as uh, maximizing space and making it more functional is concerned, and our motive was to be able to host friends without having them sit on our bed, right? So mm -hmm. we were like, what can, what else can we have? Like, if we get five chairs, that's not going to fit. So the 
only viable option for us was was the humble Murphy bed, right? And uh, we 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 really didn't land on any other solution to just you know make the space more open other than the Murphy bed. And we always knew that there is a product like this that exists. We never looked for it, but we knew we can. So, you know. Uh, to be able to solve our problem. And that problem, actually, we, we couldn't see it. It wasn't right in front of us, but we couldn't see it. So we were just talking about what else can we do? What else can we do? So to your point, we started a management consulting firm before the Murphy bed uh, mm. development or was conceived. And, you know, a year or a year and a half into the firm, we were like, you know, now we are in a position to really get started with this vision that we had years ago. And, you know, when we had that vision years ago, obviously we went out to look for that perfect Murphy bed. And we were very disappointed to learn that the Murphy beds available out there, there the design is kind of stuck in the 70s and the appeal factor is not as strong, especially when you compare the price tag that comes with it. So it's like two to 5,000 for a regular Murphy bed. And we couldn't really justify the appeal factor to the price factor. And then when you add delivery and installation in the mix, that's usually third parties that the buyer has to get involved. And just the buying cycle and buying experience was not appealing, right? So mm. we had to kill our dreams of owning a Murphy bed back then. But then, as I said, a few years later, we were in a position to start developing one of, of ourselves. And uh, you know the way that journey started was we wanted now, to- One design- question just- curious because you touched on it you said you know we weren't in the position to do it back then and definitely understand but there are a myriad of reasons it can be hey the timing's not right we're busy getting married having children graduating from school starting our consulting or was it more of hey we don't have the funds this is going to be an expensive endeavor kind of what was it that made the timing not right then that you guys held off for a period of time before deciding to, to pull the trigger yeah so that time was when we were actively pursuing our master's degrees right so i mean you know that for a fact that pursuing a master's degree is not an easy feat. So, and we knew that some developing something like this would take full time dedication and commitment on top of the resources, which is time, money, and people. And, you know, we, we didn't think we was fresh off the India and uh, just a couple years into the United States. So we were still learning and even, even the language, I would say back then, right? We were still learning and uh, trying to meet the right people, making the right connections. So back then, it, it, we were just too early, I think. And we still mm. wanted to graduate, make our parents happy that, hey, we graduated, we got a job, now we can do something else. Now, go figure how crazy is that they want you to graduate and actually, uh, you know, be able to uh, utilize the, all the time and expense to go or to go into school. So, no, that definitely makes sense. So, so now you guys get into that for a, you know, period of time. You do the consulting firm. And I think if you can correct me where I'm wrong, I think that's still active and still going. Um, yes. But if not, but, you know, so you're doing the, the consulting firm for a period of time. And then, you know, what was it kind of what triggered uh, you guys to kind of re, you know, go after again um, the, the Murphy bed and the concept that you guys said hey we think there's something here but we the timing's not right what kind of was that trigger to to jump back into it yeah so a year or year and a half into the consulting firm i mean you know consulting is a services business and we wanted to help other businesses so we started the firm but then outside of services we wanted to think of a product in the mix just for our long-term planning as me and my partner and our careers and companies together so 
we could have come up with a $10, $50 product, but you know, we, we didn't have really have any ideas. The idea we had is this big old elephant that, that takes two years to develop and a much bigger lift than a $10 product. So the idea was always there and we wanted to expand our, our you know, expertise portfolios outside of the service and then help individual people. Because a product like this, you've seen it, it can change lives. And we mm. wanted to change lives of people. No, I think that's cool. And, 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 the, and the timing definitely makes sense. So, so now as you guys are kind of jumping in, you say, okay, timing didn't make sense. then. we, you know, water under the bridge took some time. Now timing does make sense. And you guys are getting that going, you know, as you're getting it going, you know, how was it to dive into what was a, I mean, I don't think maybe I'm wrong. You can tell me where I am, but you guys didn't have necessarily a ton of experience in Murphy beds as far as manufacturing and mails yeah. and or, or, you know, manufacturing and prototyping and, and marketing and sales and doing all, you know, and doing all of the concepts and, and in some of the areas you had more experience than others, but kind of how was it as you guys dived in and got that going? Yeah, so you're right. We had zero experience in the furniture industry, especially when it comes to design and development and then sales and marketing. We had some experience and obviously those are the things you can learn. But uh, to your point, design development was completely uncharted water for us. And the, the process we started was just a piece of paper where I put down list of requirements in black and white that I would like in the Murphy bed. So no visual per se, again, no design experience, but just a set of requirements off of looking at different Murphy beds available in the market that, hey, this is missing, this feature. So reading light, ambient light, switch panel, storage, desk. These are like key features we need to have. So that, that was the type of requirement list I put together. And then we started looking for a designer uh, who can take that set of requirements and put it into a visual. So I reached out to, to my high school friend back then. Uh, and you know she gave her the vision, gave her the requirements and she loved it and she got to work. And uh, I think a few weeks later, she came up with few drafts of the design. No, that's cool. It's always interesting. A lot of times, you know, as you're getting a business started and up and going, oftentimes you'll turn to your friends, one, because you know that they're talented, they're reliable, you have a good working, you know, good connection with them, a relationship. And so it's interesting how oftentimes as you're getting a business going, that's naturally who you turn to first is, hey, who do we know that can help us here as opposed to, you know, going or shooting in the dark, so to speak. So it definitely makes sense. So, so now she, you know, your friend comes up with the the design says, okay, you know, it takes a few weeks, you get that knocked out. How was it as far as, you know, now figuring out how to actually make and manufacture this thing that you guys have come up with, uh, you know, on the, on the pen and paper as a design? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, after the design, up until the design, we were ne never really worried about how we're going to develop it how long it's going to take. We just took it step by step that hey, the first thing is we come up with requirements. Second thing is we put a visual to the design. Now that the, the design is ready, let's look for manufacturers who can manufacture this for us. Now, when it comes to the Murphy bed that we have come up with the design, it required a hundred percent custom development. It wasn't an off the shelf product that you make some changes and, you know, it turns into our design now. So, you know, we got turned away from, I think three or four manufacturers because it was, they knew it was going to take a long time for them to perfect our product before they see some money coming in their way. So a lot of them didn't really take up the challenge to, to develop our design. But then we landed on the last option that we had and we got lucky. The guy is really good and he, he accepted the challenge. He was like, you know, Ravi and team, 
you have designed something amazing. I've been doing this business for five decades, manufacturing the beds, but this is really something cool. And I would love to take on the challenge to develop this for you guys. Um, and then it was a process in its own that we'll get into. <laughs> no, and that, that definitely makes sense and sounds like it was. And so, you know, one other kind of question just diving into, because it's interesting in your journey, you know, as you're finding well, you know, a lot of manufacturers saying, hey, this is too complicated. It's more work than it's worth. We don't want to die or we don't want to take on the project. How did you find the the manufacturer that would actually do that? You know, were you flying out and meeting with a lot of people? Were you sending out emails? Were you asking your network or kind of how did you go about finding that manu or that initial manufacturer? Yeah, so I did everything I could. It was it included everything that you said calling people that I know in the industry, them calling their people. So second circle, then flying out writing emails, everything. But I think what really stood out was the second circle. Because when, when you call the people that you know and you can count on and they call further, that really speaks volume because number one, they believe in what you're trying to do. So that's, that's the introduction relationship that they have with the other person. And that, that's what really got us to where we are. Mm. So, so now you get the manual, you know, you go from design, you go to manufacturing, and then you actually get a, how long was this process kind of from the, when you originally started with the idea to where you actually had something manufactured that you could start selling? Yeah, so I think it took about a year and a half to two years from that requirement list to a prototype or three prototypes that we could actually market and sell. Mm. So now you get the prototypes, you can market and sell, you put, you know, and that's always, you know, first of all, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of investment, both on time and, and money to do all of this. And you put it out in the marketplace, you know, you actually put it for sale or start taking, you know, trying to take purchase orders. How was it? Was it, hey, we had a flood of orders and people loved it? Was it, hey, it was a slow yeah. build and we had to figure out the marketplace? <laughs> hey, we did a lot of trade shows. The timing was horrible. The timing was great. Kind of clue us into how, to, how that went as you were uh, getting things up and running. Yeah, so we are still in the process. Uh, the, the website is, is work in the works. So we haven't really started the full-blown sales efforts, but we have tested the market. You know, We have reached out to different businesses, some direct customers. They've reached out to us on our Instagram page, and they're like, hey, guys, this is beautiful. Can we buy it? So we haven't really opened up the doors to everybody for sales yet. Uh, but to your point, we know it for a fact that it's going to take a lot of dedication right reaching out it's not going to be an easy sale even with a product like this which is something that people have never seen before it still takes a lot of education and awareness brand awareness and on top of all that like it's not just a murphy bed as a brand we have to educate them that you know oklo is more than a murphy bed and how how can we back that statement and that, mm. then that goes into our design process and thinking and what type of things we considered in our design. No, and I think that, you know, sounds like it's one of those, you know, it is one of those where you have to do that iteration that kind of go along that path and figure that out. So that brings us a bit up into where you're at today. But now as you're looking, saying, okay, we've got some of our prototypes, we're, we're working through things, we're, you know, getting the website up and running, we've had some initial positive feedback. Where do you see kind of the next six to 12 months going for you guys? Next six to 12 months, uh, we see quite a bit of sales coming. Uh, manufacturing, ramping up, supply chain, delivery, installations. So all the operations, we are looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot more than we expect, but uh, we are ready for it. Well, that's cool. So 
And one of the things I, I think you mentioned is you're also, you know, and we've chatted a bit and back and forth, both in and out of the podcast, is you're looking at different manufacturers, different avenues, who, which country to manufacture in, which, you know, what is the right price point and kind of all of those as you're continuing to go out in the marketplace. So how do you kind of go about looking now as you're looking at to ramp things up to further sell things to get it out in the marketplace? How have you kind of tackled all of those of, hey, should I go to China? Should I go to India? Should I go to South America? Should I go to the U.S. for manufacturing and how do I, yeah. you know, sell and do we take pre-orders or do we wait till we have products ready to ship and what type of inventory kind of how have you guys tackled or how are you guys planning on tackling those? Yeah, so I mean, in the past, we knew that a product like this uh, cannot be manufactured in the U.S. because it, it takes more than one one professional to come into and then figure out the engineering of it. It's not just a wood and metal furniture. It's, it's an engineering behind it because it's a moving product. So the, the precision that you need is a millimeter to millimeter. You can't be off for a single millimeter or your product doesn't work. So we always knew that manufacturing in the U.S. is going to take a longer time and a lot more money than compared to if we got it done in Asia. So, you know, we, we got started in India. India has a lot of good manufacturers that, that does this job. And, you know, we were lucky to find the white one who took the white us with us. I mean, which manufacturer sticks with you for a year and a half to, to see the money, right? So mm. we, we did find the right partners in the process. Well, that's really cool. And that's awesome and exciting. And I'm excited as you guys continue to further push out in the marketplace or, you know, look to make those sales, look to make that big splash. Definitely a fun uh, journey that I'd love to see how it continues to play out for you guys. Well, as we start to wrap up the podcast, I always have two questions I ask at the end of each episode. So we'll jump to those now. So the first question Mm -hmm. I always ask is along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made? And what did you learn from it? Ah, that's a good question. I think the worst business decision was to choose the wrong partner. I mean, they're not, they're not with us anymore. And when I say partner, it wasn't a co-founder per se in my, my case. It was just, there was a manufacturer, a very good friend of mine. He, he thought he could develop the product for us. I, I trusted him. And just a couple months later, the true colors started to come out. So I think that was a bad decision on my part that, you know, I got carried away in a relationship that, that think I could help me, but I should have looked at the business and my goals and vision from a broader perspective before picking the right partner. Mm. No, I think that is one. And it's hard because, you know, especially if you, unless you've been, once you've been doing it for a while, you find out which are the right partners and the right people, but that also comes yeah. with, you've been doing it for a while and you figure that out and it makes sense. And so, you know, as you're, getting into it it's not that easy or that straightforward to say oh yeah here's the right partner here's a person do it and so I think Mm -hmm. that you know definitely makes sense how you can you know have that stumbling block or make that mistake but it's also a good one to learn from because you also as you do that you learn who is the right partner or which ones do make sense so definitely it works or works and makes sense on my end so well with that now we'll jump to the second question which is if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business um, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them Hmm. I think I can, I can think of one, but the first one I will start with is commit, like commit to what your goals are, commit to what your visions are, and then find the right partners, find your right co-founder, find your right resources, because it's very hard to build something alone compared to with a team. 
uh, I think the chances of success and the timeline gets much shorter when you have a co-founder and a team that complements the skills that you have. So that's the number one advice I would give to somebody. All right. I, and I definitely agree. I think one of the things that, you know, building the team that one you can trust, you can, you know, that uh, is going to do a good job that, you know, that you can, that are going in the same direction or have the same vision. All of those are definitely an important one. It can have a big impact on your business. And so building that mm -hmm. right team and getting that core foundation of people it, is a big deal for any business, but especially a startup or a small business. So well, as we now start to wrap up, if people want to find out more about your product, they're looking, I need to have a Murphy bed. I'd love to buy yours. If they want to be a customer or a client, they want to be an investor. They say, this is a great opportunity. They want to be a um, employee. They say, hey, I'd love to work for this company. Uh, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above. What's the best way to reach out to you and find out more? Yeah, the best way to reach out to you is just text my personal line. Uh, you have it. You can put it in the... The, the list, but it's 201-736-1784, or you can find our brand, Oakland Designs, on Instagram, and there you have, you can DM us, it comes straight to me and my team, I always keep an eye on it, so there are a few ways to get in touch with me, and I would love to hear from anyone who's interested to be in touch with me. Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, connect up to you, find out more um, because it's, you know, I think it's a cool and innovative product and certainly one that uh, will uh, be useful for a lot of individuals. Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you listeners, if you have your own journey to tell and you'd like to be a guest on a podcast to share it, we'd love to have you. Just go to strategymeeting.com and apply to be on the show or sorry, not strategy meeting. That was a little bit later. Go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the show. I'll talk about strategy meeting just a second. Um, now for two more things as a listener. One um, is a listener, make sure to click subscribe in your podcast player so you know when all of our awesome episodes come out and two, leave us a review so other people can find out about all of our awesome episodes. Last but not least, if now if you need any help with your patents, trademarks or anything else with business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat. Well, Ravi, thank you again for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. And wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thank you. Thank you, David, for the opportunity. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely.